Welcome to the Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we'll be in Matthew 19, verses 14 through 17. Jesus is going to be questioned about fasting, which seems small and trite, but his answer to the question is far from that. He's going to shed light on a significant, huge, fundamental transition between the Old Covenant, the way that people related to God in the Old Testament, and the New Covenant, the way they're going to relate after the coming of Christ, his death and resurrection. Then the disciples of John, that is, John the Baptist, the people who followed John the Baptist, came to Jesus saying, Why do we and the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast? Fasting, of course, is not eating food as a religious practice. Jesus said to them, Can the wedding guests mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? The days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and then they will fast. Back in the Old Testament, Yahweh, God, was the bridegroom. In the New Testament, Jesus is the bridegroom. He's alluding to the fact that the bridegroom is here now. It's me. And this is a time of rejoicing. This is not a time of mourning. And so we're not going to mourn. We're not going to behave the way that people did when they mourned and repented i.e. fasted, we're going to behave the way they should when there's time for rejoicing. Jesus goes on, No one puts a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old garment, for the patch tears away from the garment, and a worse tear is made. Neither is new wine put into old wineskins. If it is, the skins burst, and the wine is spilled, and the skins are destroyed. But new wine is put into fresh wineskins, and both are preserved. So before we can understand what Jesus is saying, we need to understand these two illustrations. The first one you should be able to understand, because we experience this, to a degree today in our own lives. When older cloth gets used and washed and used and washed, it kind of shrinks. This is the problem I have. I always have to order hooded sweatshirts that are a size or two larger than I would normally wear them because they shrink down. Jesus is saying that if you put a piece of unshrunk cloth, a piece of new cloth on an old garment that has already been shrunk as a patch, then that's not going to work out because it will shrink after you've sewed it on there and it will ruin the garment that's already been shrunk and you can't combine the new with the old and expect there not to be a problem. We see evidence of this in our daily lives with our garments. It would have been even more pronounced with more primitive linens and textiles. The second illustration might not be as familiar to us, the whole process of making wine. Wine skins were typically animal hides or sometimes animal stomachs, and they would put grape juice or wine into an animal hide or an animal stomach, and that would ferment. And as it fermented, it would expand. There would be gases that would cause it to expand, and the wine itself would expand as it fermented. And if you put new wine that's going to expand quite a bit into an old wineskin, which is by this time already stretched out, kind of brittle, it's not going to work. There's not going to be room for it to expand. It's going to burst and spill the wine everywhere. So you have to put new wine and new wineskins that are fresh and stretchy and pliable and have room to expand. Again, you can't mix the old with the new and expect it to work. So Jesus is referring to the old and the new covenants. There was a way that people interacted with God in the Old Testament according to the Jewish law, and that was by obeying his commands and by going through a bunch of religious hoops to compensate for the fact that they couldn't obey his commands. Nobody's perfectly followed the Ten Commandments. Nobody's perfectly pleased God. And despite that fact, people in the Old Covenant were expected to 
live pure, to live clean in a way that pleased and honored God. They got their righteousness. They understood themselves to receive righteousness before God by behaving the right way. And when they didn't behave the right way, then by going through the correct religious rituals. Well, Jesus comes on the scene and he says that old covenant, the old way of doing things is no longer. This, by the way, isn't in conflict with his statement that he didn't come to abolish the law, but he came to fulfill the law. The law is still there and Jesus is coming to fulfill it. But the way that we attain righteousness is going to be different. You're not going to attain righteousness. You never could attain righteousness by obeying God's law. Now you're going to attain righteousness through faith in Christ. How does that work? We talk about it all the time on this podcast. Jesus Christ is the only person who lived a perfect life. He didn't sin one time. He totally met God's righteous requirements for the law. In addition to that, the sins of humanity were placed on him and he was crucified. The just punishment for those sins, he experienced physical death and spiritual separation from God. Then he rose again on the third day, defeating forever sin, death, and the power of the devil. So anybody who puts their faith and trust in Christ has the penalty that they owe God for their sin, death, paid, and they receive the righteousness of Christ that he lived, that they couldn't live. So now, instead of obeying the law and the commandments and jumping through a bunch of ritualistic hoops like they were expected to do in the Old Testament during the Old Covenant. People relate to God now. They receive righteousness now through faith in Christ. They they receive Christ's righteousness. And Jesus is pointing this out to these guys. Why do my disciples not fast? Because the goal here is no longer to appease God and to earn righteousness through a bunch of good works like fasting or religious rituals. Rather, the way to attain righteousness is through faith and trust in Jesus Christ. This is deep and it's heavy. And the Pharisees and the disciples of John who came to Jesus originally wondering why his disciples weren't fasting must have been perplexed. But this fits right in line with the earth-shattering message that Jesus is bringing in these first few chapters of Matthew, beginning of his ministry. The point, friends, is do not rely on religious ritual to get you into heaven. Don't rely on good works. Don't rely on anything you think you can do to earn righteousness. You must receive righteousness from Christ, the only one who has it to offer through faith in him. And that is worth celebrating and rejoicing, not mourning over. Have a good day. The Daily Dose is a podcast of Christian Crusaders radio and internet ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star rating, and prayerfully consider financially supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org, where you can also find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast, which airs on stations around the world, and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. We also want to highlight two ministry partners, First is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos and schedule of year-round events and activities are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for their 101st annual conference on Saturday, July 30th through Saturday, August 6th in 2022. Second, if you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies, our other ministry partner. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.